Two things are certain in life. How do we human the podcast where we talk about all the weird and uncomfortable micro moments? We'll do an episode on death and an episode <laughs> on taxes. This hey. is that second episode. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Chris Binning. I'm one of your hosts, Evan Cox. And to talk about taxes today, we have a guest, one of the co-hosts of the Big Bang Theory Theory podcast, <laughs> Kyle Ammon. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. All of my all of my uh, expertise in preparing taxes comes from watching episodes of the Big Bang Theory. So. <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> it translates. <laughs> You just, instead of typing in the numbers, you just type in, like, some show from yeah, the 80s. Yeah, it turns out if you just write Bazinga on the top of your tax return, they uh-huh. have to give you a refund. I don't know if you knew that hack, but it's true. It's, a, it's in the Constitution. That's my, if you write Bazinga and flip it upside down, that's my employee identification number. So. <laughs> it's like a calculator. Well, well uh, I will just jump right into it. Let's uh, let's talk about taxes. Uh, W-2s time of the have year. been sent out. I've received mine. I don't know. I would uh, like to start this out by saying I was told by the company I work for to expect my W-2 on January 23rd. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do my taxes and then do the podcast. And it's not here. It's got a little message. It's like, try again later. <laughs> it'll be it'll be there. Uh but I want to open up saying I love doing my taxes. <laughs> Maybe an unpopular opinion. I look forward to it every year. I like having numbers that I can input that add up correctly. Uh it's a little a uh, little sparkle on uh the start of my year. <laughs> I do think describing doing your taxes as a little sparkle on the start mm. of your year is an unpopular opinion. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you get that a lot, Kyle? <laughs> people excited about this? No, I mean I should say my whole job exists because most people uh, <laughs> have a deep uh, emotional, visceral dislike of of. Uh, touching anything to do with their own finances or their own taxes. Uh, so most of my job is, uh, is well, a lot of my job is the mechanical, like you said, fitting the numbers in, but a surprising right. amount of my job is emotional management around. <laughs> I'm sure. It's <laughs> is, is basically me being like an impromptu, improvisational, underqualified therapist for people who have to explain yeah. like, Yes, I know my. I know it doesn't look like I made that much money this year, but you have to understand, I'm going through a divorce, and it's a really hard time for me. <laughs> it's like, it, that's okay. It's okay. Okay. What? Uh, so you know, you do other people's taxes. I we didn't uh, fully hit on that in in your intro. So is, are you? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's the that title called? Is it a CPA? No. So that... I mean, I it could be. Uh, people, okay. if a CPA could be the person doing your taxes, chances are it is not. Uh, so most. What does CPA stand for? Certified California public Pizza A Kitchen. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, have you not seen the scene in the producers where the dude is like, "This is why I'm a CPA, certified public accountant, and you are merely a PA, public accountant." <laughs> it's uh, I I have seen that scene, but I don't remember. It's John Lovitz doing the line, which is the only reason it's real. I mean, he his delivery mm. is ninety percent of the of appeal there. 
Um, He's reaping all the benefits. Yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so CPAs are people who can do taxes be- uh, because they go to school for it. But most tax professionals uh, are not necessarily CPAs. Um, in fact, in many, many pl- parts of the country, you can do someone else's taxes with zero certification or uh, education or qualifications whatsoever. That is not the case uh, in California. In California and you know other places like New York and several others, you have to have at least some uh, some proof that you've taken classes and done professional certification to prepare. Um, tax returns. And in my case, what I am is an enrolled agent. So I, uh, I, I took a fancy exam through the IRS itself, um, which came in three parts and had like a billion questions uh, about various tax things. And when I, uh, I'd been doing taxes already. So I should say, so first back at, I started doing taxes uh, here in California with, uh, as a CTEC, a certified tax whatever. I don't remember what CTEC stands for. But anyway, <laughs> you get your CTEC license, which is like a hundred hours of tax coursework that you don't that is not accredited. It's not like in a college campus. You can just take a course, usually through someplace like HR Block or online or something like that. Um so I got my CTEC and I did taxes for a couple of years for HR Block, a place your listeners are probably uh-huh. familiar with. Uh, and I should say now, um, just as an aside, the single most accurate thing, uh, portrayal of HR block I've ever seen is, uh, the, what's that guy's name? Is it Chris, Fle- uh, not, not Chris, not you, Chris, but, uh, is it Chris Fleming? Oh. Is that the guy's name? Yes. Chris Fleming has a song bit called sick Jan about him going in to get his taxes done by a woman who won't stop coughing and keeps telling him, <laughs> yes, we can take a home office deduction, but I know you don't have the home office, so you better be prepared for both of us to go to jail if this goes bad. <laughs> and every single <laughs> moment of that sketch is 100% accurate of working in an HR block. So I would recommend everyone <laughs> go watch it. I laugh myself uh, hysterical every single time I think about it. <laughs> but it's a very inside joke. Anyway. Uh, so I worked there for a couple of years and then, uh, I learned enough about taxes that I was willing to do and the extra work of getting my, becoming an enrolled agent. Uh, and now I'm currently on the path towards my next goal is I'm going to get a master's degree in, uh, in, so go back to school and get a master's in tax certification. So I'm climbing up the ladder, but at no point in there. Uh, will I ever be technically an accountant because, uh, in the sense of Interesting. being a CPA, which is fine because as I, I used to get really uh, weird about it when people called me an accountant, but then I realized that to most people, accountant isn't like doctor where they really, uh, when they call you that, you better have a PhD or I mean, and where, sure, where when they yeah. come to you, like you better have a medical degree. It's more like accountant is just the slang term we use for a person who moves the numbers around and yes, and <laughs> stuff. Uh, so it's different from either a doctor or a lawyer in that sense. So people regularly call me their accountant. I don't correct them unless they call me a CPA, but technically I'm an enrolled agent. Okay. Now I'm I'm curious as a person who finds joy in taxes. <laughs> 
is that how you get started in this? Or is this a, just a career path you kind of started at some point? And you hate doing taxes. <laughs> no, I don't. I find. Can I ask you a, a question? When you were a kid, were you good at doing homework? Like, were you ever. Did Me? Yeah. Did your parents uh, have to make you do homework or did you just always just go home and do your homework and be like i'd call i'd call it like middling uh, i i i'm i'm a procrastinator i see for whatever reason not on my taxes this day i get my w2 i'm in i don't know i think i just enjoy it. well that's fine. <laughs> so i always uh you know i was when i was a kid i was that annoying student who i didn't enjoy getting home i didn't i don't want to make it sound like i was like hermione Granger, like <laughs> please uh, give us <laughs> Give us more math problems. You only gave us 10 this week, and last week you gave us 12. <laughs> more algebra, sir. My brain is slowly collapsing. Um, no, but I, you know, when I got the homework, like I would go home completely self directed with no external pressure and just wow. do it. Uh, you know, sit down and, and yes, I sort of found the aspect of learning through doing homework to actually be interesting and engaging meeting i'm one of the only people for whom homework has ever functioned as it's actually supposed to function where you do the problems you're like oh i feel like i understand the subject matter a little bit more so the same part of the same part of my brain that enjoyed doing homework i think is the part that makes me good at doing taxes because you're sitting down with a form you're plugging in a bunch of numbers and at the end of it you have this thing that sort of balances out and is complete that you can then present to daddy IRS for validation. I mean, what? I mean, get a <laughs> present to your clients for money. <laughs> your old Uncle Sam. Because uh, I, I told this story on this podcast a while ago that I just, yeah, had a weird short period of time where I was like getting sick of my job or that was my last job. I hated that job. <laughs> I hate my job. I'm sick of what I'm doing. I was like, I want to do I want to do people's taxes <laughs> because there is as weird as it sounds, but you will, I think, agree by what you just said. There's something wildly sad, like so much of my work has been kind of nebulous, like a thing gets approved, but it's not actually done. And that leads to the next project and having a thing where it's like, this is my task. And then it just gets done and you can verify it. And it's like that. That is off my plate now. Let's crunch some more numbers. Yes. I like the idea of that. Uh, yeah, I will. I think that's uh, totally bad. I, uh, so just without getting into it too deep, yeah, I did my own tax returns one year. Uh, I think the first year I ever did my own taxes, and I don't mean like I sat down, did them by hand. I mean, the first year I did them on TurboTax, sure. I was like, right. <laughs> oh, I see how this is supposed to work. You take the forms and you plug them into the computer and it tells you whether or not you're a taxes. I was like, this isn't too bad. And that was actually my brother. So my family, we're all, basically, we're all sort of career professionals in different fields. And so my uh, my brother, who was a financial advisor, was like, hey, I know you want to be a screenwriter, but you're not going to be making any money for many, 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 many years while you try and do that. So in the meantime, if you learn how to do people's taxes, that can be a seasonal job yeah. that you make enough money that you can do that for a couple months out of the year and then um, spend the rest of the year writing screenplays. And it turned out he was lying. He didn't know he was lying. But he was completely <laughs> lying. You can't, you, you absolutely cannot make enough money uh, doing people's taxes in a couple of months. Uh, you either basically, 
So uh, I ended up, uh, you know, I had a period of a couple of years where I was on that model where I was working like a couple months out of the year doing taxes and then writing the rest of the year and still basically broke. And then I transitioned to doing taxes as sort of a full-time career transition. Uh, and now I have much less time for writing than I would like, but you know, at least I'm not starving. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, growing up, baby. It sounded like the idea. Murder your dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The idea of the seasonal work that could pay for an apartment for the rest of the year is like, wow, what a, what a world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure it was possible at some point. Yeah, right. I mean, it is true. I work, I have a really weird schedule where I work much, like I work super duper crazy hard for like four months out of the year. And then the rest of the year, I have a pretty cushy job where I am, you know, mostly just answering emails and performing the occasional calculation. Uh, Hibernating, getting stronger. (laughs) But it is still, but I still have to be here all the time. It's like, I can't, I can't just not come into the office on the off season. (laughs) So there, I mean, Evan loves to do his taxes and I'm sure Kyle, you have many clients who like just hate doing their taxes, find it so stressful and so emotionally taxing. Oh, but, um, oh. <laughs> is this what it's like to be in the I've office? I've never heard that before. That's brilliant. <laughs> emotionally taxing. <laughs> what an apt analogy. Have- we should all do our emotional taxes every year, same time of year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that for me, as someone who has not done my own taxes before, it's because of movies and television shows right. and like stand up comedians or whatever, like putting out this idea that taxes are, are so brutally difficult. Um, uh, turn your brain to mush so stressful uh, and then also the idea that if you don't do it if or if you do it wrong you're going to jail yes so <laughs> that is a, that is... I think that that it's more motivated by fear that I have not done my own taxes <laughs> uh, but my fiance is like you gotta do your own taxes so there may be well, time yeah, to your, uh, look at the form and plug them into the, the, the turbo. Well, you your don't have to do your own taxes. Your one of your oldest, dearest friends is a tax preparer, so you have a cushy deal going on. But yes, the rest of <laughs> well, you. I mean, the, <laughs> if you were any other person, you would have to. You know, that's like I make ninety percent of the people in my even my like I make close family members pay me if they want me to do their taxes. But I have like, <laughs> but I have like. You know, I make exceptions for like one or two close friends. And then, you know, uh, if if we've ever been, shall we say, uh, intimate in any fashion, then that's sort of that's that's not which I don't want to make it that made it uh, instantly sound more skeezy than I meant. I don't mean that. I I just meant I've got deals around town. If we've dated, that's usually one of the perks of dating. And uh, <laughs> uh, accountant or a tax person is at the very least you don't have to worry about that. But uh, but yes, hey baby, you want your taxes done for free? <laughs> that was actually so. one of the best pickup lines I ever heard with an ex of mine was like the way. Uh, well, actually, the best part of the pickup line was she was hitting on me, so that was probably she was already like ninety yeah. percent of the way. That's to the a win. Line. Line. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, uh, but 
what she actually said was, hey, just so you know, I already did my taxes this year. I'm on top of it. So we're good to go. And I was like, that is that is a very sexy thing to hear. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we are good to go. Uh, anyways. Um, but yes, probably the single biggest misinterpretation about taxes that I've seen in the environment is this idea that if you do them wrong, uh, you will go to jail. And that is is fundamentally untrue. I think it is, uh, I think it is, so just, I mean, just to set the record straight, people who, you generally only go to jail if you lie on your taxes. And even then, you generally only go to jail if you lie on your taxes for massive amounts of money, which you then refuse to pay even after they catch you lying at your uh, on your taxes. <laughs> so the the yeah. best. So we can talk about uh, bad portrayals of taxes and media all day long, but probably one of the best portrayals of taxes in media was in the show Breaking Bad in the third or fourth mm. season of that show. Skylar gets a job at a car dealership, and her boss is embezzling money from the car dealership and right. underreport and. As part of that, he's not reporting income on his taxes, um, and he gets audited. Uh, and that I will – so just as an aside, uh, the other thing that they tell you in media is that being audited sucks, and that is absolutely true. There, That is not a lie. That is <laughs> any any – like – People in movies throw themselves in front of buses when they find out they're being audited. That is fair. Being audited is a nightmare. Um, (laughs) But it's totally random and and you can't control whether or not it happens to you. So there's no point stressing about it. Uh, Hmm. Unless you've done something really wrong, in which case that does increase your chances of being audited, I suppose. But anyways, uh, (laughs) so he gets audited by the IRS and Skylar goes and pretends to be a bimbo in front of the IRS examiner to convince them that it it was not malicious. It was only a crime of ignorance and incompetence. And that's an important distinction to the IRS, right? Like that sort of illuminates the whole principle right there. It's if, if they thought you lied on your taxes because you were trying to hide money from the government, then you can get in a lot of trouble. Uh, and if they think you lied on your taxes because you hired someone who was pretty but not very smart to do your taxes, you know, say Kyle am an enrolled agent, then, the, you know, <laughs> they'll still make you pay back the money, that's, but you won't go to jail. So the, the worst case scenario 99% of the time in effing up your taxes is that later on they come back to say, hey, you owe us a whole bunch more money than you thought you owed us. And now we would like that money, please. But even then... Surprisingly enough, while they are awful, like while no one likes owing money to the government, the government is a surprisingly chill creditor. <laughs> they, yeah. like, they're like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, just, you know, get it to us sometime in the next five years. No biggie. Just yeah. show us like as long as you show that you are willing to pay them back and take steps to pay them back. Uh, you know, they're not going to come like, uh, you know, they're not going to send Joey over to your house to like beat you up. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Joey Tribbiani. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking more of a guy like a big Joey, you know, big Joey. <laughs> big Joey. Uh Joey Fatone. He's a big Joey in certain circles. <laughs> have um uh have you ever been in a situation, Kyle, and I don't know, you know, with you know, client privileges and whatnot, how much if this has happened to you that you would even be able to say, but have you been in a situation where you feel like 
someone uh, is trying to get you to uh, help them cheat or, or lie on their taxes. Yeah. So uh, the the first rule, the, like the first thing they teach. Well, actually, no, the first, not the first thing they teach you, but de- definitely part of what they teach you is being a uh, uh, tax preparer is, is this thing called ethics, professional ethics. Uh, and they make you like re-up that every year. and get, Like it really, it's funny because it's part of the requirements of continuing to do it is every year you have to take a, a short ethics class where they explain to you, no, it really is a big deal not to help people cheat on their taxes and you shouldn't do it. But not like <laughs> normal, not just because, uh, not just because it's wrong, but also because you will also get in a lot of trouble if you help someone cheat on their taxes. So uh, generally, if someone comes to me, uh, this does not happen very often. Uh, well, it comes to me a lot of the t- It happens all the time, you know, once or, you know, almost, you know, every year that someone, uh, it probably does happen every, where someone will uh, be like, well, do I have to tell the IRS about this money that I made? Or can we just, yeah. can I just say that I, or can I guess about this or that or that? And then my job is absolutely to tell them, no, yes, you have to tell them about the money. No, you can't guess about what this number actually is. You have to go look it up. Or if you can't prove what it is, then you just can't take it. Uh, no, you can't. Here's the number one. Here's the number one conversation <laughs> I have. And you've got to think I'm joking, but it's absolutely true. <laughs> Every year, multiple times, people ask me, can I claim my dog or my cat as a dependent on my tax return? Oh, interesting. Interesting. They're my child. Can I just, if I had a human child, I would be able to claim a deduction for them on my taxes. Can I please claim my pet as a deduction on my taxes? And they're joking, but they're not really, they're definitely kind of hoping that I'm going to be like, oh, did you not hear? Yes. (laughs) Joe Biden actually came through. Yeah, you, can, you wanted to deduct, you know, or claim uh, a champ and major, so everybody else is allowed to do it too. Uh, but anyway, so ninety nine percent of the time, people come to me with with questions like, "Can I do this thing?" And the answer was, "If you did that thing, it would be fraud." And when I tell right. them that, they're like, "Oh, well, I don't want to mess with that." Uh, and then if they, you know, and then uh, if they push me on it, then I have to be, uh, I have to be like. Um, yeah, sorry, buddy. Can't can't help you. Very rarely have I ever just been like this converse this conversation is over. Like there's there's basically yeah. a magic um a magic sentence that you can say to a tax preparer that will end the conversation very quickly and it will be like uh, it goes something along the lines of uh oh, did I say I made $50,000? Actually, I meant I made $35,000. And if you say that to someone, <laughs> They're like, all right, well, this has been fun, but uh, <laughs> have a good day. And uh, and uh, so I have had a couple, but, uh, and they're not even like, the thing is they don't get mad about it. They're usually pretty embarrassed because the second I'm like, yeah. the second I'm like, okay, this isn't fun. Bye. They're like, oh, this, yeah. I obviously don't take this seriously. And then sometimes I will have cases um, like in one very particular case, uh, this doesn't happen a lot and it happens less often over time because this is the whole reason you go to school more and more to do this stuff. But I had someone who wanted me to do something on a tax return and I honestly couldn't figure out whether or not what they wanted to do 
was illegal. And that's not allowed. You aren't allowed to like, <laughs> I have to know that what I'm doing is right. The standard isn't, I have to know 100%, but the standard is I have to, it's like, uh, it's like more likely than not uh, is yeah. basically the standard. It's not like beyond like, a reasonable doubt, but it is like, you know, four out of judgment f- yeah, call four out of five times. I have ethics. to, I have to be pretty sure that four out of five times I would win this. Uh, and yeah. so if someone comes to me and is like, I heard you can take this random land deduction, you know, it's always real estate developers. Those are the craziest yeah, people. I mean, when I heard that, when I heard that, yeah, so nothing about, uh, regardless of his politics, nothing about the way in which Donald Trump has been revealed to be a giant fraud on his taxes surprised me at all, because that's, yeah. that's not even necessarily because that's, he's a terrible person. That's just because be he's a real estate developer and they're yeah. all like that. So, <laughs> so sometimes someone, so like one time someone came to me and they were like, uh, I, I want you to take this uh, X deduction for this X transaction that I made. Uh, And I was just like, man, maybe you can find someone else who will do this for you. I'm not even saying that I like, I know for a fact I'm not supposed to do this for you, but no way am I putting my name on, on something like this when I don't know what the hell you're doing. So, uh, so please don't take this as an insult. Go find someone who specializes. It's sometimes it's like being a doctor. It's like you need yourself a specialist. Uh, you need to find someone mm-hmm. who is both very knowledgeable in this area and very comfortable, like getting into a knife fight with the Internal Revenue Service and the tax courts. <laughs> and you can find that person coming. and pay them to do this, but it's not going to be me. I know. In general, like like you said, I'll clarify. I also use uh, TurboTax <laughs> to do my taxes. Uh, but, you know, you do that, you put everything in, you get your your little answer. Either you owe money or you're getting a, a refund back. And oftentimes that number is a surprise. You know, I don't, I enjoy doing it, but I don't know taxes in and out. I don't do what you do for a living. <laughs> but, like, as an in-person like you're you're actually talking to people like I just got my computer and I could go, ah, why <laughs> but is that how common is that? Like people are getting angry at you no. for the results of their taxes. Very rarely. It very rarely okay. happens because they like uh, in fact, it basically never happens because they they trust that whatever I'm telling them must be. Uh, true. Even, you know, even sometimes when I make errors, they're usually not mad at me as long, but then I have to sort of uh, apologize and that sucks. Uh, Never a good feeling. You, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it's um, so what I do. So I should say this right now, your taxes, you can both breathe a sigh of relief. Your taxes are as easy as they are ever going to be. And I don't know what it is that you guys uh well, I, you know, I don't know exactly like what you guys have going on, but presumably, you know, you go to work and you work your shift. And when you come home, you get your W-2 and plugging a W-2 into TurboTax is so easy that, yes, anyone who wants to do yeah. that instead of paying me to do it is fine, provided that TurboTax will do it for free. I do always get mad if someone pays any amount of money to TurboTax uh, that right. they could be paying to me. But as long as TurboTax offers <laughs> free filing on a single W-2, I will not. Uh, I will not um, object to anyone wanting to take that uh, take that pathway. Uh, you spe- you know, um, 
especially now that I think they've even like they keep advertising that you can just take a picture of your W-2 and it will like automatically do the whole tax return for you. I don't know. That sounds like yeah. technology that is fails as often as it succeeds, but I like the idea of it. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just that uh, there is so much of like you could do that with you're signing up for an app and just like take a picture of your debit card. I'm like, I don't like this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it could, I, I could again, it. if the technology isn't there, it will be there soon, you know, with AI yeah. and everything else. I could see just, you know, sent, submitting your, your uploading your W2 and then being like, this is the thing. There, there are two. Uh, can I go onto an AI generator and type like, W two for uh, <laughs> best tax return and see that's an interesting what it generates and then submit I would, that. that would be an I would like I'm sure to. there are people. I'm sure. In fact, I'm sure TurboTax. It well, Intuit is the company that owns TurboTax. They're the same right. people who owns the tax software that I use, which is like, uh, you know, which is to TurboTax like the like you know the NASA supercomputer is to like the you know the normal MacBook Pro, uh, yeah. but. Um, <laughs> You know, it's basic. It's still made by the same people, uh, and uh, I totally lost. Oh, okay. So there are two things. So first off, if all you have is a W two, your taxes are so easy that um, it's pretty difficult for you to screw them up. So it's fine to do them yourself. Uh, there are two things that are problematic. The first is as you get older, your finances become more complicated. So say you're investing money in, you know, any one of a number of investment accounts, you're a stock fund, a pension fund, something like that. Eventually, maybe you sell some stock or you get some pension distributions. All of that stuff has tax consequences to it. And now trying to report that stuff on TurboTax is hard, particularly because, and this is the other thing about TurboTax, it's a black box system. Meaning if you don't understand how taxes work, there is no way to understand. You probably, neither of you probably really have a very, well, I'll, I'll just ask. Do either of you really understand, Evan, who does this every year, do you actually understand what it is about the numbers that you put into TurboTax that makes the numbers that TurboTax spits out at the end what they are? Fairly well, but not well enough, like right here <laughs> like, right, no, if you're asking it's, me to, no it's not a quiz to run down not, everything and it's not this this would become uh yeah uh, the most boring episode of this podcast ever if I actually explain <laughs> how progressive tax rates work so i won't do that to your audience i'm just saying that it's a black box but yeah I'd, it's a black box you process you plug in the numbers uh it asks you questions and you answer them and then it says based on your answers this is what we got for you, but there's no way to actually be like, if you have questions about like, wait, why is that the answer I got? Right. What would I, <laughs> what would I have to change? If I think I did something wrong, like what could I double check to make sure that I did something wrong? Like who would explain this to me? Uh, you know, that's when having a person sitting across the table from you is helpful, but also it is just the case that, like I said, there's a lot of stuff where if your taxes were more complicated, you would not feel comfortable even answering the questions in the computer uh so so a common example that both of you might come across sooner or later is being self-employed if either of you uh you know go freelance and suddenly you start or even if this podcast takes off so much that you're you know doing huge (laughs) patreon numbers then all of a sudden uh then all of a sudden on your you have to report those fees to the IRS um, and you have to figure out like what's deductible and how do we allocate this income between us? We're two people working on this podcast. What's the taxable share of each of us for this thing? 
And all of a sudden, it is way beyond what TurboTax can do. And that's when you you come to Papa Kyle to help you <laughs> to help you figure things out. So that's that's basically why I have a job is I deal with people, um, you know, who have rental properties, who are self-employed, who own small scor- corporations and things like that. These are all people who trying to do their taxes themselves would be somewhat irresponsible. And this is, you know, liber- I not to go on a rant, but some people will argue. Uh, <laughs> I wonder what, who these people are. <laughs> uh, some people will argue that that's a sign that the tax code is too complicated. And right. that's probably fair. Uh, but whether or not, you know, it is, it's basically at a certain point, you're not, uh, you're not, it's it here's here's a probably a shitty analogy but the best one i got um you know and it's for certain symptoms it's okay to look up what's wrong with you on webmd and go oh yeah that sounds right <laughs> and then for certain things you have to go to the emergency or just you have to go right. see a doctor in person right and yeah. so mm-hmm. so what i do is i'm like the doctor in person uh so you know and and again exactly like just like a doctor in person would be annoyed if you came in and been like i don't know i had a i had a cough for like five minutes and then it went away but i thought i might come to you uh you'd be like this is this is a waste of both our times i don't yeah. i don't i don't mind those people exactly. doing their own taxes but yeah at a certain point uh i tell people um you you, you have to go to someone yeah i mean and that specifically is the example here where uh, my girlfriend is self-employed she runs her own graphic design business so I'm like, I did my taxes real quick. And she's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. You can still you have no idea. You can still do your own taxes on TurboTax if you're self-employed, but it's so much harder. And then oh, yeah. then they start asking you questions that really get sort of that if you're not familiar with the tax code, all of a sudden uh you might accident like it at you know, asking questions like what's the size of your home office or you know, how many miles did you drive for work and things like that. You know, oh, yeah. all of these things uh you know, there's a bit of judgment that goes into figuring out how to answer them. And frankly, I've seen very few people who are self-employed who do their own taxes on TurboTax who get them right. right. They just don't get them wrong enough that anybody cares. And that's that's not me saying like these people should all be afraid. It's it's probably fine because they're doing the right. They're voluntarily reporting their income to the to the government, which is all they really ask for. But yeah. it is the case that most people, there are many, many people who think that they're doing their taxes correctly every year who are actually not. I've got a, a question here. This is an awkward thing related to taxes because I've I've done great. the <laughs> great. <laughs> I've great. done the uh, the freelance thing a little bit uh, in my younger years, uh, and remember other people because so yeah, you guys are screenwriters i was uh, working as a pa for a while on a couple television shows uh, and hopping around doing other like freelance editing and stuff like that so money accumulates here and there and there's uh, the idea just the kind of big gray area when you're running your own business being yourself what constitutes like something you would write off on your taxes and something you wouldn't and people can get very like well, I bought a pen. <laughs> I bought a very nice pen, and I needed that pen for work, so that goes on the list. Or I bought an iPad, which I need 
and that goes on the list. What's the what's the uh, is when they that, get a can of Coca Cola out of the vending machine and they're and like, "That's a write off because it gave stay me away. energy." <laughs> yeah, and I needed exactly. That to work. Like, what's the what's the sliding scale for how okay things are when you're freelancing <laughs> like that? So this is actually uh, this is a surprisingly easy one to answer because the Great. standard is very clear. The IRS. Ooh or the Internal Revenue Code says that business expenses are deductible when they are ordinary and necessary to the operation mm. of the business, mm. uh, which is still a little bit of judgment. Ordinary. <laughs> but what they really mean by that is it's something that you need to do your job, and it's something that anybody else who does the specific job that you do would Got need to it. do their job. It's not so, special to you because you like it this way. Yes. It's, a it's basically, all... so if if you're, uh, if you're, I mean, you could even guess this. So say you're a carpenter, right? If you're a carpenter trying to do carpentry without a hammer and nails and a saw okay. and, a, and a shitload of wood and a bunch of it's Home exhausting. Depot receipts. <laughs> yeah, it would be weird, right? You would expect We'd have to be weird. a miracle carpenter and there's already uh, been one of those in history. Right. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> what do you think Jesus is? taxes <laughs> well he you know uh he famously said pay your taxes <laughs> he said it renders render uh unto caesar what is due caesar but we know he meant just pay your taxes uh, get on it <laughs> but um no so you know like uh basically what i tell people is uh use common sense don't try to be clever and again, yeah. what it really actually that's not true. What I tell my clients is is write down every single dollar that came out of your account that you spent towards something and let me worry about it and then just don't be upset when I tell you half the stuff isn't deductible because that's again, that's what my job is is to figure that stuff out for people. But if you're doing your own taxes, I say use common sense, don't try to be clever. So, uh yeah. tools that you need for work, uh supplies that you know you would normally expect someone else to pay you back for or to pay for if you were working for someone else and not yourself all of yeah. that is the sort of stuff the ones that people that get tricky that people almost always get wrong particularly here in LA are um uh stuff relating to personal health and wellness and stuff related to personal grooming <laughs> So we have a lot of actors here in LA and as everybody knows, really not even just actors, as everyone knows, if you want to be successful in Los Angeles, you have to be a pretty person. It's just, if you're yeah. an ugly person, mm -hmm. you are just screwed. All three of us will never work again. Um, Damn. <laughs> That's why we work in an audio only media right now. That's right. Uh, but um so i listeners give us five stars and tell you please. tell us that we're all pretty yes, please. tell us we're pretty, tell me I'm a pretty boy uh <laughs> so no they will uh people will come to me and be like i don't know how i'm supposed to do my job if i can't go to the gym five times a right. week and if i and gym memberships stack up and also i had to get my hair done and and it's just, the irs is very clear about that none of that's anything that you do that makes you a happier, healthier, better person. All of that stuff is great. None of it is tax deductible. The one uh, exception to that is, uh, well, in the case of gym fees, I guess if you're a gym trainer, then it's a slightly different thing, right? Although if you're a gym trainer and the gym isn't comping you your fees, that's a really yeah, shitty that's, gym. that's a problem. <laughs> but, uh, but also, um, 
uniforms. If you're like, you know, mm-hmm. if 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 you're wearing an outfit that you really would only wear in a work setting that you would never try to wear on the street under any circumstances, that is basically a professional garb that you wear, then uh, then maybe clothing is deductible. How about if I worked at Target, can I deduct every red shirt I own? <laughs> <laughs> no, because you can the true unless the red shirt says Target on it and they make you pay for it. Oh, that's how they get you. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they get you. <laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah. anyways, it's not important. <laughs> I don't need to get into how Target works. I've never you worked know, there. You, you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, don't be clever. Uh, you called yourself uh, Papa Kyle. <laughs> I want to know, do these. you have a slogan to uh, <laughs> to get people to choose you to do their taxes? Oh, you have a flashy ad campaign? Oh, man. Did I, you, yeah. So I do remember. Better deductibles, better taxes, Papa Kyle. Papa <laughs> what do we think? <laughs> That's pretty good. I do remember, I think, Chris, you probably even saw this. Uh, so my current website just says, Kyle, I'm in tax services, a modern, comma, professional approach to taxes, which is obviously, oh. yes, uh, a cop out. But, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I do, I, do I've, I'm sh- I doubt you remember this, Chris, but uh, you, you were definitely in my life at this point. When I first started my own tax business, I was doing all sorts of uh, desperate marketing, which was mostly just <laughs> bothering my friends to let me do their taxes. Uh, uh-huh. and, but I did other stuff too, including having printed shirts that said, Kyle, I'm in tax services on them. And like, right. I, you know, I was posting pictures of myself wearing them and I was writing blah, and all of that stuff I had to get rid of. Cause it was way, it was way too like desperate used car salesmen for like the, <laughs> like what happened is I got lucky and I was able to like find a business model that was stable and professional, but that basically requires me to look like an adult and not like, a, you know, uh, some crazy wild west cowboy tax preparer, which it was, I think, the original vibe that I was hoping to go for <laughs> when I first started <laughs> working. So that sounds fun. <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't have any fan. I don't have any. uh special slogan except uh hey so if someone has to do usually what i tell people is i mean if you're gonna pay someone to do your taxes we're buddies right (laughs) (laughs) and then they're like no no i can do it on TurboTax myself for free and i'm like god damn it fine how about tax prep isn't big enough for the two of us that's a good so just let me do it that's (laughs) and then it's you in a cowboy hat that's absolutely if i were going to take out a tv ad uh, have you seen uh this is a totally uh, a non not germane to anything we're talking about with taxes but i'm have you seen those uh those billboards for sweet james law oh, yes of oh yeah i mean sweet, sweet james. james i so many <laughs> like i always he has so many radio ads too like Does every it? morning radio show is like brought to you by sweet james oh see i never listen to those but i just always think it's so gr- we're so blessed to live in a city where there is a man <laughs> out there performing legally uh yeah <laughs> barred to perform law whose name is Sweet James. Attorney <laughs> Sweet James Bergner, of course. And is putting that on billboards and apparently morning radio shows. So maybe yeah, I can yeah, be Papa I, Kyle the way he's Sweet yeah. James. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, you'd be breaking in like you don't see that a lot. That's such a lawyer thing, but right. break the mold. Get a billboard. Yeah. <laughs> Get like bench ads. No. I've, <laughs> yeah. I Sweet Kyle. So I, this is this is where you know I can't get too specific without uh, probably violating some rules. But I will just say I learned the hard way, like in my first couple of years up and coming, that the kind of people who come to your office because they found your like ad on like Yahoo. Yeah, <laughs> listserv, or uh, you know, or we're just googling, you know, who lives within twenty blocks of me who does taxes, or like yeah. Yelp. Any of those people, like I took down my Yelp page because I did not <laughs> want anyone from Yelp. So I respect the lawyers who take those kind of walk-in clients, but uh, it's now usually these days it's like you need. It's like the first question I ask is, "Who gave you my number?" <laughs> <laughs> that should be my slogan. How did you find me? Kyle, I'm in tax <laughs> services. Who gave you my number? <laughs> new new client, who did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is the best advice, uh, as we uh, semi-start to wind down, we, can, we still got some time, but is the best advice... Um, other than to, uh, you know, pay you to do it is the best advice <laughs> to do your taxes, uh, as soon as possible or to wait until the deadline. <laughs> it It's actually, so, uh, it depends. Basically every person, depending on their situation has a time to do their taxes that is optimal for them. And you, but usually that depends on when you have your information together. So, uh, for people such as yourselves who just, if you're out there and you just got your W-2 and you know that that's the only thing uh, that really affects your taxes this year, although I should say both of you might have gotten the uh, middle class tax refund from California and that is taxable this year. So you gotta, you gotta wait till you get the 1099 uh, yeah. letting you know about that to report that on your taxes. Uh, but um that sort of thing you can probably do like, yeah, in late January, February. Claim your refund, get out of the way, stop thinking about it. Um, if you're someone who has like uh, a more, we'll just say if your life is more complicated and you have more stuff going on, then there are probably tax forms coming your way that won't even get to you until like the middle or the end of February. And so obviously those people should not feel bad about not doing their taxes until like March. Um and for that matter, I would say you shouldn't really feel bad about going on extension. You should just understand, uh, should I explain to the listeners what extension is or should we just let them uh, posit that there's this magical thing called going on extension? <laughs> we'll do that. All right. Uh, so you should feel like extending the deadline, right? Yeah. It's, you right. shouldn't, basically you shouldn't even feel bad if you're late filing. Is that what extends is? Yeah. Yes. You shouldn't, is. you shouldn't feel bad. Uh, it's what I like to call my deadline. <laughs> You shouldn't. <laughs> I'm just pausing because that's Chris so is dumb. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't feel bad about filing your taxes late as long as you're taking reasonable steps to do it. I can't tell you, and you know, just 
keep at it. That's the thing that strangely happens to people that I see a lot. Mostly, you know, I would be the one who sees it the most, but is people will not pay their taxes for a particular year and then nothing will happen to them immediate, like within within the immediate time frame that they expect. I think people think that if they don't pay their taxes, like someone is a, like going to show up on their doorstep within like a year and be like, hey, buddy, what gives? And a lot of the times <laughs> that's not how it works. So I will have people who will come, I mean, who will come to me and they will say like, I didn't pay my taxes like for the last three years. And then that's my job to clean up for them. And, uh, and basically what I say is don't be that person because it is the case that eventually it's just the IRS is a big, slow organization. And again, they won't throw you in jail, but eventually you're going to have to file your taxes. So just the fact that you didn't file them right away and nothing bad happened or nothing, nobody like came and, and like, you know, gave you an F on the assignment for being late, uh, doesn't mean that it's still not due. Your taxes are always, that's, that would be basically my main takeaway. Your taxes are always due. Um, and, uh, any money that you make is taxable, even if it's in Bitcoin. So, in fact, a lot of times, uh, Bitcoin transactions are taxable, whether or not you made any physical money on the transaction. So, be careful with that stuff. Um, I uh, want to jump back real quick to uh, taxes and and stuff in the media. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Was that accurate? <laughs> oh yeah, that was pretty. <laughs> So can I tell you the the funny story about everything, everywhere, all at once is I think that movie came to theaters on like April 19th or 20th of last year. Because uh, I remember. Um, God, I didn't even think about that. It I remember. Tax, like, tax yeah, day. I remember it was, hysterical. The, it was the day after tax season and I was still in my office because, you know, the day after tax season, you're still catching up on stuff. So I was no. like, okay, well, I'm, I'm starting to feel caught up. I got to get out of here. I just don't want to, you know, I've been doing taxes for like 200 hours straight. I just don't want to think about this anymore. I want to go see this cool new movie that everybody's talking about. Everything, <laughs> everywhere, all at once. And the second I walk into the theater, I'm like, God, I mean, it's still a great movie, but I was like, yeah. God damn it. Just immediately brings you into a tax office. <laughs> no, but I will say what I like about that is I don't know how realistic that particular portrayal is anymore, mostly in the sense that sure. the IRS is so underfunded that they don't have a lot of resources to devote to getting people to come into offices and do stuff. So the the level of involvement that Jamie Lee Curtis has in their lives uh, right. strikes me as something that could be true in some cases, but is increasingly rare. It used to be a lot more likely than it is now, uh, just because the IRS used to have more resources and more funding than it currently does. But I will say this, the fact that I really like about that movie is that she's not, well, she is scary when she's possessed by the, you know, the apocalyptic monster entity that has turned her into a you know an agent of destruction but nor normally when you finally when you get to peek what she's like in her normal life she's not a bad person she's a frustrated overworked person but she's actually quite helpful to them she just wants to figure out like what are the correct steps here and how do we get yeah. to the bottom of this and there are several times in the course of that film. And this is probably the most realistic thing where she's like, I told you to have, get me this information. And they're like, 
oh, we were sorry. We didn't get that information together yet. Is there any way we can do it tomorrow? And she's like, yeah, sure. Fuck it. Whatever. Just, just please not. <laughs> please don't do this to me again. You know, it's, it's starting to get on my nerves. And that is actually the IRS. Uh, so speaking of media portrayal, the IRS is usually portrayed as like evil, sadistic people. But that is much more accurate is they're generally just put upon bureaucrats who who right. who want you out of the way <laughs> because they got 10 billion people to but they don't have anything against you uh they're just like trying to basically help you do something that they were hoping you could figure out yourself but for some reason that hasn't happened <laughs> yeah that's what we were talking about earlier you want to get that that part of your job done and then ship it off. And the, when there's a human being stopping you <laughs> from yeah. just getting that thing done, I could see that being frustrating. And I don't think this character was really taxes, but how similar is your life to Ben Affleck's character in the accountant? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, yes, uh, that movie does start out with him uh, helping an elderly couple take a larger home office deduction to avoid um, uh, to avoid having to uh, parcel off a portion of their land to satisfy their tax liability. And that uh, so very accurate. So that was actually. Pretty accurate. <laughs> and then, you know, I actually fun fact, I have a black belt in Krav Maga, so I don't know that there are many other accountants True. who are are experts in hand to hand combat. But I actually found that part pretty relatable, too. I, can't. <laughs> I remember that he had like a uh, like one of a kind painting in like his trailer or whatever. It's like the big part that I remember. Yes, because he's been he's been helping the mob, uh, you know. He's been doing the books for the mob, and he, would you ever do the books for the mob, Kyle? No, that would. Well, I'm not sure <laughs> how much of again. a. I'm not sure how much of a choice they give you. You know, that's True. always that's always my nightmare. That's a great. Point. That's always my nightmare is that some is that like some big Italian guys show up and are like, "We heard you're really good at uh, maximizing." We're looking people. for Papa Kyle. Yeah, that's basically the plot of Papa. Better Call Saul. So you know. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, that's that's when it gets really bad so i strive but um i would not do taxes for the mob but he is of course he's secretly working against the mob the whole time but because he's involved in illegal accounting practices they're paying him in non-liquid assets that are hard to trace and stolen art is famously good for that uh and it's interesting, right? They could have just had, again, they could have had him paid in Bitcoin, but then, you know, can you imagine the end of that movie? He's telling Anna Kendrick to go pursue her dreams and he leaves her a note and like, if you open this flash drive and you put in this password and then you go on buyfinance.us. I left you so many Doge coins. Yes. <laughs> Take your dreams to the moon. I hear you're an art major, so I got you this NFT, which is so much more valuable than any yeah. actual art will ever be. <laughs> Weird world. Anna Kendrick, I want you to take my apes. Yes. Uh, you can continue to ask me questions wherever, but this, this will be my final advice for uh, getting your taxes done, which is if you do work with the tax professional... Um, and you're going back to that question about when should I get my stuff to my tax professional, uh, just know that there is only like one wrong day and that's like April 14th. If you, if you come to your tax preparer on April 14th, he may still do your taxes, but he hates you. If, yeah. you, if, you, sense, <laughs> if you sense that they're, they're, they're people too. And if you sense frustration yeah. and anger and you think you see rage in your tax preparer's eyes because you're coming to them, 
like the day before the tax deadline uh, with all of your stuff. And this is the first time you've spoken to them that year. That is probably true. They probably do. Actually, they are fantasizing about killing you in that moment. (laughs) And also the single worst thing that you can do is uh, submit all your stuff, uh, let them file your taxes and then go, Oh wait, I found this one document that I've forgotten. (laughs) So that is, I mean, that's just, maybe that shouldn't annoy me as much as it does, but it happens way too often. And it is the single number one thing that drives me crazy. So Uh, that does make me, cause you mentioned, yeah, like tax preparers and whatever you end up in this kind of, uh, the image of the bureaucrat just driven over sort of situation. But are there are there good people out there that appreciate you and like give you a little gift? Are you allowed to take gifts for preparing taxes? Like if someone just like a edible arrangement? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't it's like I'm because uh, I'm not a government official. So it's yeah. like it's like it's like I have no power. I'm basically performing a service for people. So, yeah, people get me like, you know. Uh, they send me like gift boxes or chocolate or uh, one of a wine. kind artwork. <laughs> no, I've never gotten good. Well, actually, I have. I I I did have a client who uh, who was trying to get me really big into NFTs. Sometime, but I was like, you know, ca- cash is fine. Cash is totally ex- a check is great. Something I can take to my bank and deposit. Yes, but I appreciate. I appreciate that you are all in. Totally in- have invested all of your savings in this process. I'm sure that's a financially sound decision that you won't regret. Later. I know we we were talking about branding you. You having a not not like in a western movie like <laughs> giving, yeah, giving back you back to a, that wild west. <laughs> we were talking before you came on. We were talking about branding you with how do we human logo. Um, <laughs> But I'm like, hey, we do it to all our guests from an <laughs> yeah. from an SEO perspective. You want to get yourself higher up on that list. You're gonna change your uh, your brand to Turbo Kyle. <laughs> Turbo Kyle. <laughs> you can come up right under TurboTax. Maybe outdo them one day. Who knows? Everyone's using Turbo Kyle. <laughs> I, I mean, again, I, I played around. You're joking, but I, I, I played around with stuff like that when I because uh, this is this is totally true. When I first started doing people's taxes, I didn't have an office, so my shtick was that if you want, it doesn't have to be like this, but if you want, I will come to your house <laughs> and do your taxes in your living room, uh, yeah. which I did, which I did for some people. I'm sure, uh, and and so like I was looking up stuff like tax go or you know tax van things like that tax that were all van. like yeah i thought and i thought about i had a van at the time i thought about like spray painting a logo on the side of it and stuff but yeah uh, again thank god none of that ended up being necessary because that i think that road I, you want to talk about all, all of my craziest stories are from that period in my career <laughs> uh, okay. including so here's here's this person is both no longer my client and this isn't really related to any specific tax thing but i once had a client uh, I was sitting in their living room, her and her husband, and he got up to leave and she goes, so just random question. If I were to theoretically get a divorce in the next year, would that change anything <laughs> about my taxes? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, Turbo Kyle is pretty good. But Evan, if you ever decide to do people's taxes, Turbo Cox is hey, uh, that's pretty go. good. Turbo Cox. <laughs> uh, you might have to buy that domain from someone, but uh, not just Cox Tax. Yeah. yeah, a surprising number of them are taken. You'd be, <laughs> you'd be amazed. 
And then sometimes, <laughs> uh, like oh, www.toxcaxcoxtax.com <laughs> is a is a San Diego accountancy corporation. Damn. Cox Taxation mm. and Accountancy Corp. Uh. So. There, I guess I just gave them all of my business. But I'm afraid uh, <laughs> to go to turbocox.com, but I'm sure it's taken. <laughs> and sometimes you regret this. So, like, I uh, regi- my well, domain I for my website is dot tax. I don't know if you know this, but dot oh. tax is a domain that you can have. I didn't know that. Uh, oh. And I regret that so much. That is like if there's it's harder one thing, to find. Yeah, yeah, if the it's it's just and it's annoying to have to spell to people like when you're giving them your website or your address. It's so annoying to have to you know. And also my I I'm not going to do it now. But like my last name is a little. It's not like a. It doesn't sound weird. But when you're trying to spell it, it's not. It's hard to guess like from how it sounds, how you spell it, and that's also like in my all of my emails and stuff. And if like there's one thing that I could change, it would be like. My e- all of my emails and websites would be just my first name and something at something.com. Yeah. But it's too late now. I printed too many fucking business cards. I'm stuck <laughs> like this until the day I die. <laughs> uh, if anyone was curious, turbocox.com, not a website. It is available, although it did ask me if I meant roblox.com. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to take turbocox.com. I'll do something with it. I don't know what it is. Sounds uh, good. That's my that's my plug. <laughs> are, we, are we done here? We, uh, I think so. Time to kind of wind, wind all these down things. What, what, what did we... We learned stuff. Am I, yeah. am I supposed to say the other stuff first? I forget. Yeah. But that's Well, fine. not necessarily first, but you're supposed but to say But we learned it. stuff. Uh, we learned all about uh, don't... Uh, don't pop in on the last day. Don't pop in on the last day and upset your tax people. They'll hate right. you, and you'll <laughs> you don't want to be hated. It. You'll deserve it. <laughs> you'll earn it. <laughs> you'll earn. You'll earn it. Uh, we learned TurboCox.com is available. <laughs> yeah, big lesson from today. A big lesson. Anything else? We. I don't, I'm forgetting. We those. learned a lot of stuff. We uh, lot. If you weren't paying attention for the last hour, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of good info here. Yeah, that no way is that a failure of us as like entertainers or podcasters. <laughs> if, you, if you if if we were talking and you suddenly found your brain zoning out and thinking about how much more fun it would be to be listening to anything else, that's your personal fault. As an, you're just a bad human being. <laughs> that's right. You hear that? Uh, if if you like. Uh, being insulted by us, being called a bad human being. You can listen to more of this. We'll do it again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's a promise. Uh, the podcast is called How Do We Human? You can find us anywhere you look, but specifically look at uh, you know places that stream podcasts. You're going to get a much, <laughs> yeah. a lot more hits that way. Find us on Spotify. Find us on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music, et cetera, et cetera. Podbean, Daddy Podbean. Uh, you can also find, uh, oh, and, and hey, when you go there, leave us a rating, leave us a review. We love the stuff. We can't get enough of the stuff. Uh, you can also find us on the old social media. We're, uh, on Instagram at how do we human. We got that handle. We're, we're half on Twitter, uh, at how do we human pod. Uh, we tweet those tweets. Where, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> what are we? YouTube. Uh, we got that handle. <laughs> we got the handle uh, at How Do We Human. Uh, gotta get 
that handle. Facebook, that's what I forgot. You can find us on Facebook uh, at How Do We Human. I don't think you're ready now. for that handle. I, I know that's gotta, the problem. Is they are it doesn't alternate anymore. You got to double up on that. We've got to we got to axe Twitter and then just we're back clean to three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you can also send us an email, and we'd love it if you did. You can email us at yeah, you can email us at howdowehumanpod at gmail dot com. The best part of that handle is that it's an email. Boop. Good job. Thanks. Uh, Kyle, what would you like to plug? Yeah, so I also have a, again, it was mentioned at the beginning, but uh, I have a podcast with my buddy Nick, uh, which Chris has actually guested on a couple of times, uh, called uh, The Big Bang Theory Theory, which is uh, exactly what it sounds like. a podcast about the Big Bang Theory, except it's not because you would think that a podcast about the Big Bang Theory would be made by two people who really like the show. And for whatever reason that even I cannot explain, uh, we pick that despite the fact that we don't like the show very much. And oftentimes and the episodes are an exercise in us seeing uh, how quickly we can get done with talking about the show before we talk about whatever it is we actually want to talk about and usually evolve into <laughs> nerdy geek ephemera revolving around video games or anime or, you know, uh, whatever else is really, uh, we're really caring about that week. But it is still ostensibly a show about the Big Bang Theory and we 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 at least give a passing summary of an episode every single week. And we're now <laughs> on season six, which should tell you how long we've been doing it. Wow. How many seasons are there total? 12. Wow. Ooh, all right. Wow. Right across the halfway point. <laughs> yeah. We've been doing it. We've been doing it. We only record bi-weekly. So we, you know, you guys uh, quickly over have quickly overtaken us, uh, despite the fact that I think we started our podcast a little bit <laughs> earlier than you. Uh, but doing bi-weekly, we've still been doing it like, uh, like f- I think four years now, and we're still wow. only halfway through the show. Wow. Um, I I'm, I know you don't have the analytics in front of you, but I'm assuming the two episodes that I guessed it on are the most popular oh, episodes of your podcast. Likely. No, of course they are. Yeah, <laughs> who, who could doubt it? It's actually, I think the episode that is the one where, uh, where. For some reason, we put a blowjob joke in the title of the episode that tends to work pretty well. We, have that. Mm. we haven't tried that yet. No, uh, we haven't. Maybe next week. Yeah. Turbo cogs. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>